Our first lesson comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. The people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you. As with the joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the trampling warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born to us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness, and from this time forward and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This is the word of the Lord. Our second lesson is Luke's account of the birth of Christ. You've heard it before. Now I invite you to open and listen with fresh ears. We are reading Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. Listen for the word of the Lord. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn, firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them at the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all of the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary 
treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be indeed. We are here. We have been waiting. We have been praying. We have been making ourselves ready. And it is Christmas. Our Advent preparation, that is the four weeks that lead us up here, symbolized by our four candles. Hope, peace, joy, love, and tonight the Christ child as we celebrate and welcome him into the world tonight. Are you ready? You got it all done? You got stuff in the oven right now? Some of those last minute presents you got off in that guest room. You got presents up in the rafters. You got stuff in the garage, on the trunk of the car, up underneath in the tailpipe. Presents everywhere, getting ready. I hope most of that is done, maybe a little more shuffling to do. All those Christmas cards sent and received. Maybe you're like the man who sent a card to his friend. It was just a blank card. And in it said nothing except, follow me here, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. Sent that to his friend. His friend got it in the mail and said, what in the world am I looking at? And he thought and he thought. I see some of you get it. Some of you got it. He looked at it, couldn't figure it out. How is this a Christmas card, a Christmas greeting? He called his friend and he simply said, no L. No L. No L. But let's take a look at our story. We want to know, even though we know this and we hear it, it is huge and there is so much going on. We want to make sure we have our scripture correct and not be like the girl, the eight-year-old who's been studying with her grandmother and picking up a lot of good biblical knowledge. And the grandmother was a little shocked when the child asked, when they were studying the Bible at Christmas time, now grandma, which virgin was Jesus's mother? Was it Mary or was it the King James Virgin? So let's take a look at Luke. As we look at our four gospels, two of the gospels have birth accounts, two do not. Mark and John do not have birth accounts with Jesus being born. Mark starts off very soon with John the Baptist coming and Jesus being baptized. And John begins the beautiful prologue that we'll read in anticipation right before we start our um, candlelight portion of the night. Talking about Christ being the light, the light that came in the darkness did not overtake it. So that leaves two Gospels, Matthew and Luke. Matthew, the first book in the Old Testament, is kind of that bridge to our Old Testament, our Jewish friend's Hebrew Bible. Matthew is largely concerned with proving Christ as Messiah in the Jewish understanding. Luke 
is a little bit different in that he is concerned with Jesus being an outcast, coming to be with the outcasts, and calling the outcasts home. So in Matthew, it is the wise men and the star. Okay, and they don't come yet. They're not there when right at the birth. They come later. It's what we call epiphany that we celebrate close to January 6th, that 12 days of Christmas. When the wise men did finally get there, led by the star. But tonight, here in Luke, it is shepherds and angels. So we know that they had to go because of the Roman taxation. Imagine rolling April 15th into Christmas and messing all that up together. They weren't happy, but they had no choice. The Romans had occupied Judea and were an occupying force. No room at them at the end. We know that story. Shuffled them out. All I have, you can be out with the animals in the manger. Manger is what? Yeah, manger's in the stable. The manger is the trough where the animals eat. Manger, French manger to eat. It's the same word where manger comes from. There's hay in there for the animals to eat. And since there was no room for them at the inn, again, Jesus starting as an outcast out in the stable, put him in a bed of hay. Very different from what we would think God would come into the world like. Who would write this story? Who would make up this story and think it could last or people would believe it? God is strong and powerful and comes into the world with power and might and glory. This is no different. The angels bore testimony to that. But who did they sing to? Those shepherds. Nasty. Stinky. Low rung in the world, shepherds out there watching their flocks, doing their thing. Angels come to them and say, boom, out of the darkness, light. They are terrified as people always are when they see angels. First thing angels often say is, do not be afraid. Something must be scary. Guess what is happening? Christ is being born, the Savior of the world, the Son of God, and you need to go see it and tell others about it. So after this heavenly host depicted on your bulletin cover in one artist's view, how many angels? We don't know. A host, that is a bunch. Proclaiming glory be to God in the highest... And so they disappear and the night is black again. What? We must go see. So they go. And they find them there just as the angels had told them. In the stable and in the manger. 
They couldn't believe what they saw, and they left from there telling others and proclaiming what had happened. And then finally, our passage gives Mary just a little bit of attention and says she pondered all of these things in her heart. I bet she did. I bet she did. So what does that matter for us tonight? 2021, almost into 22. Where's the peace, preacher? Where's the wonderful counselor, God Almighty? It came with Christ, and it is here tonight. One of the most amazing things about this is that God became like us. And we know that, but I think we forget the amazing part of that. Think of the God of the heavens and the earth who has the power and the might, the plan, the design to create the world and us on day six. From that day forward, God continued to show God's power over all of creation, all of the forces, stars, heaven, sun, moon, the trees, the flowers, you, me. And think that all of that was funneled into an infant, little baby. It's kind of absurd. Martin Luther, reformer in the 1500s, said, the humanity of Christ that God sunk into our flesh is humanly ununderstandable. How does that happen? We worship a big God and we forget that. All of a sudden, into this little piece. There's a story told about a man who was wrestling with these same things. Why in the world would God weaken God's self to become a teeny little infant and break into the world in this way? While he's contemplating at his house, saying this is rubbish, a goose hits his window, and then another one. And then before long, there are 10 to 15 geese who were flailing around his front yard, apparently falling out of a formation as they were heading from the Arctic towards the warmer climates in the Gulf of Mexico. And he's trying to help them. It is cold, it is snowy, it is windy. He's trying to shuffle them into the garage where it is warm and safe, but they aren't having any because they're wild animals. And he says again and again, just listen, I'm trying to help you. Just come in here and you'll be safe. You can head out in the morning. But guess what? Geese don't speak English. So they're flailing around. They're honking. They're biting him. And when he comes close, he says, if I could just for one second become one of them or speak goose, I could tell them that I'm trying to help them not hurt them. If I could just be one of them, I can make sure that they're okay. And then it triggered in his mind that same conversation. Why did God become like one of us? 
so he could best convey God's love and God's grace to the world. We know that with our own pets, don't we? Dogs and cats. If they would just listen to us, if that cat is getting ready to swallow that pipe cleaner that's this long and it's not going to end up well, the cat doesn't know, but if we could speak cat, they wouldn't run away. Or the dog getting ready to run out into the street after a squirrel, but it is filled with traffic. No, 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 listen to me. But we don't speak dog. And dogs don't speak us. Try as we may, at least at my house. And that was God's plan. How can I convey God being so, such a big thought, idea, concept, and reality? How do I convey to these humans that I created and love and are my family? How do they get that? I'm going to send myself in the form of this child through Christ so that they will know. And make no mistake, Christ came for so many reasons. Because of the dark side of who we are, because of our shadow side, because of our sinful nature, because of our inability to listen and believe and follow. So God said, I can't leave them in that state. I'm going to send Christ to them so that they will always have a way home, that I will have presence with them in this life and the next. That, friends, is the good news. Christ came as a bearer of light in a dark world. We are no different tonight. Christ's world was miserable. And he broke in as the bringer of light, of God's light in the world. Tonight is no different. And he came to change the system. The system of earthly powers, the system of earthly definitions of success. He came to challenge the thought that it is only the powerful who matter and only the powerful who succeed to change that definition. Christ came for us all, the lowly and the high, and those in every way. He came to change the system, and the system didn't like it. They were threatened, and so they killed him. But that was not the end. It was just the beginning. He rose from the dead on that first Easter, and everything changed from that point on. And so tonight it is enough for us to give thanks to God for the gift of Christ, the bringer of light, to know that we will never be alone that no matter how far we stray, we can always come home. And we are called, just as Christ started, to be change agents in our world. Mother Teresa said, it is Christmas every time we allow God to love someone else through us. It is Christmas every time we outstretch our hand to a brother and sister in need. It's not just tonight or tomorrow. It is every day as we seek to let others know that the world has changed for the better. We can pretend like it doesn't. We can pretend like it doesn't matter or it didn't happen. 
But this is a new chance to open ourselves, to experience why we were created in the first place. Life might be good, but if we're missing the power and the purpose and the majesty and the connectedness and the community and the faith and the spirit that fills us in this life, that's why we're here. We can stop playing games. We can put those walls down and we can let Christ into our hearts and lives and start again as those change agents. We don't have to worship politics. We don't have to worship status or money. We don't have to be overcome with lust and greed and all of those things that keep us self-centered on ourselves. We become aware of those things and we fight them. Why? Because we want to become better at sharing the love and grace of Jesus Christ. We worship a God of love, and that is what we celebrate with this light. So tonight, let's start again. Tonight, let's see this not as another Christmas thing I have to do because Grandma said I had to come but a chance to try this for ourselves with open hearts and open minds. Let us be transformed by this light that changed everything. You are never alone, no matter what you go through. We are with you as a family of Christ, and God is with you in your heart and your life. That is why we celebrate tonight. Hallelujah. Amen.